0: Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is How Temptation Operates. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome everyone. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. This is a very special program. I'm only on once a week. And I've selected Saturday night because it's really all I can afford. I can't afford drive time during the day. But I've also selected Saturday night because I feel like you'll be able to refind me. When you hear this program, if you hear something that you've always yearned to hear or that you've always kind of known in your heart and you're glad to hear it said, then you'll be able to re me very easily, because it's easy to remember Saturday night. I can only afford once a week, so if I'm on, like, Wednesday at 9.45 or something in the morning, well, who's going to remember that? But Saturday night, that's easy to remember. And then you can refine the program. Or better yet, listen at my website. Today I want to talk about response. Christ said that we should love the Lord our God. With all our hearts, mind, soul, strength, and our neighbor as ourself. Now, how do you love God with all your mind, soul, strength, heart? How do you do that? Well, it's easy. First of all, you have to love God. Some people don't love God, see? Here's something that you may find of interest that will be helpful to you. We're not all the same. Yeah, we're all human beings. It doesn't matter what race we are, what country we're from, what nationality. We're all human beings. We're all brothers and sisters inasmuch as as we're all humans. But some of us love what is right and what is good. We love deep down in our hearts. We love God, and some of us don't. That's the difference. And you can't tell by looking at people. You can't tell what their inside is. You don't know their heart. But if you're one of those people who deep down in your heart loves God, you love what's right, you love what is true, you love innocence, then your destiny is to find him. And so it helps to hear someone say what you've always yearned to hear and what you've always known in your heart. When you were a little tiny child, when you were a little tiny child, you had a gift, a gift of intuition. You could see things. Sometimes when you were a little child, you took note of something. You noticed an inconsistency or a contradiction in what people do or say. You didn't put words to it. You just saw it. You saw injustice. They were being nicer to one child than another. You saw it very clearly. You saw it outlined in your mind because you had a gift from God, a gift of intuition, the most precious gift that you have. But we tend to discount it, and we tend to doubt it, and we are separated from it. That's what temptation does temptation separates you from God, and it separates you from intuition, and then when it separates you from intuition, you fall into what? Thinking. So how does temptation separate you? Well, there are a lot of ways, but there's a main way, which I will be talking about now. So now do you see, Christ said we should love the Lord our God with all our mind, soul, strength, and heart. And so how do you do that? Well, by not Responding to temptation by not reacting to temptation. It's that simple. So if you didn't react to anything, then you would be free. Your heart would be free. Your mind would be free. Your emotions would be free. Your nerves would be free. Your body would be free. Every part of you would be free to respond to God, to respond to intuition, what you know in your heart, where to see and to respond to delicate, gentle promptings from within, and to re- respond with delight and with awe and with wonder upon looking upon the great universe that God created, and free to love God. See? So let's talk about what it is to respond to temptation, because that's what you've been doing, and that's what has separated you from your inner ground of good and from intuition. That's why you make so many mistakes. And also it separates you from God. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. All that would do is cramp my style. And besides, I want to set you free, not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more obligations, more labels. People say, I'm a this or I'm a that, or I'm a that or I'm a this. All it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humankind. That's all it does. I don't need any labels. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Welcome back. My name is Roland. I've been on the air for 30 years all over the country, and I'm glad to be here because I bring a message of great joy. I bring a message of God and of his kindness and of his graciousness and of his forbearance and of his forgiveness. So how are you going to know God? Well, I said earlier that Christ said we should love God with all our mind, soul, strength, and heart. And I said that right now you can't do that because your mind, your heart, your nerves, your brain, your body, your hormones, your everything is reactive. That's right. Whenever you go out in the world and you react to this and you get upset at this traffic and you become impatient about this and you become angry about that, and this makes you nervous, and this irritates you, and that exasperates you, and that excites you, and that makes you yell and scream like at a ball game. and that makes you angry, and this makes you resentful, and this other thing makes you bitter, and so on. There it is, in plain sight, the record of your failings, of your falls to temptation. See, there had to be a first time. Once upon a time, you were a little child, innocent and sweet. But the world, the world out there, your mom, your poor unloved mom, and your weak or absent father, or your angry father, and the bullies and the pompous teachers and the experts, and all of them, they all wanted a piece of you. And they all wanted to separate you from your own intuition. They wanted to separate you and make you react to them and respond to them and be obedient to them and obey them and look up to them and worship them and admire them and follow them and do what they say, do their will. And so when you were independent and free, they didn't like it. Something in many of them, not all of them, there are some good people, but most people have been corrupted. They've been tainted. There's something of that alien inside of just about everyone that alien identity of pride. That is, there's a, an interesting expression in the Kaboris manuscript, a beautiful translation from the Aramaic of uh, some of the New Testament. And it said, when Christ went out into the desert for his temptations, he was tempted by the spirit of uprightness. In other words, the devil, the spirit of uprightness and you see it in everyone. They bristle. They look down upon you. They become angry. They want you to do what they say, and they want you to think well of them. And if you question them, there's that spirit of uprightness. It's in them. It got in them. And how did it get in them when they were little children? And they resented their parents, and they resented people. So that's how it gets in. But when it gets in, then it starts to make you react more and more to the world. And the more you react to the world, and what's the number one reaction? Emotion. Emotion. So there also is the evidence, the record of your fall. See, we were made. St. Augustine said it so beautifully. St. Augustine said, you made us for yourself, O Lord. And our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. God made us for himself, yes, so we could love him and know him, Christ said, you know, He was when he talked to the Father, he said he, he wanted for those who God had given him to become one with him, even as he and the Father were one. And so, but now, what has gotten in but the spirit of uprightness? And your number one reaction to the world is emotion. Emotion, anger, rage, excitement, lust, greed, and so on and so forth. Emotion, emotions, upset, hurt feelings, emotions. And that's how the world gets to you. They make you emotional, and they tell you that emotions are wonderful, that that's what life is all about. But when you were a little child, you knew that wasn't true. You wanted to be your own person, but they wouldn't let you. And they kept picking at you and nagging at you and bullying you and pressuring you and teasing you and challenging you to make you respond. And when you did, that began, and then by conditioning. So now you're a prisoner of your own conditioning. So to get better, you have to start returning to your Creator. And more and more and more and more, responding only to Him until one day there's no response to the world, only response to your Creator. And then you can love people, because then you can share the love from him with others. It's very beautiful. Stay tuned for the second half of the program, where I will be talking about how you can be calmer, how you can stay centered and be less reactive to the world, less upset, and more responsive to what you know in your heart. Those of you who are getting the 15-minute version will be Leaving. So, to hear the second half of the program, all you have to do is go to sheddingshackles.com where we have our radio archives. That's sheddingshackles.com or talktoapastor.org. I'm also on Facebook. That's right, I'm on Facebook and iTunes. Find out all about our Facebook presence, about iTunes about my YouTube videos at SheddingShackles.com Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage? A spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com See, but here's the thing, just hearing about religion, hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, is not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing Him is undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams and work, lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? And that's why I've made a little meditation, too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think it uh, could be just what, what you need if you really and truly want to get better, okay? And find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources, visit SheddingShackles.com. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. We're talking about emotion, and I said that emotion is evidence of your of your falls. Yes, your falls. In the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, there was one fall. Adam fell from God. And how did he fall? By responding to something else. See, if he had remained so close to his intuition, so close to what he knew in his heart, that is right, that when things were said and suggestions were made, he would immediately have seen they were inappropriate, that they weren't quite right. And then he would have waited, waited on God, waited, and inquired wordlessly of the Father. But instead, Adam listened and hearkened to what was said. He kind of liked it. He inclined toward it. Perhaps he, he then began to feel emotion. He began to feel for the first time. You remember when you were a little tiny child? You remember you might have suddenly had an emotion and it startled you. Maybe you became angry. You had never been angry before and when you became angry it startled you. And that goes for other emotions too. You were surprised it well what is what's that you wonder well now that you're older you've experienced you've been corrupted by so many emotions that you no longer are surprised by it i want you to see that emotional response is the evidence of the separation see if somebody says something to you let's say somebody comes up to you and they they call you a i'm going to make something up they call you a jerk in another language that you don't know. So they look at you, they call you a jerk, and it doesn't bother you because you don't know what they're saying. It goes in one ear, not the other. It's just vibrations in the air. But if they call you a jerk in your language, well, you know what? You could, You could still not respond to it. You could just let it pass. And it is possible to do that. Is it possible to have people tempt you and tease you and challenge you and taunt you and not respond at all? Of course it is. How about Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine? He just kind of says, uh, "What me worry?" And how about Bugs Bunny? Bugs Bunny is a perfect example of grace under fire. The perfect example of, uh, of uh, what's the word I want? I can't think of the word. But he's a perfect example of a plum of self-discipline. It's not even a forced discipline or any an act of will or anything like that. He just says, "What?" What's up, Doc, he says. He chomps on his carrot. Nothing bothers him. Look at Yosemite Sam. Everything makes up Yosemite Sam angry and irritated. And he usually ends up messing things up, doesn't he? Yosemite Sam. And meanwhile, and Elmer Fudd also becomes angry and upset. But Bugs Bunny just stands there calmly and chomps on a carrot. Bugs Bunny doesn't get a headache. He doesn't get a tummy ache. He doesn't get nervous. He just said, What's up, Doc? And chomps on his carrot. Well, that's the way we're all supposed to be. We're supposed to be more like Bugs Bunny and less like Yosemite Sam. But right now, you're like Yosemite Sam. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. And I don't care whether you suppress and repress it and don't show it on the surface. You may look calm on the outside, but you're angry on the inside. You look calm on the outside, but you're nervous on the inside. So the emotions are there. And they wreak havoc, wreak havoc upon your body, don't they? So wouldn't it be nice to be like Bugs Bunny and just not get upset at all? Is that possible? Of course it's possible. And that's the way you're supposed to be. Christ said a very interesting thing. He said, of myself, I can do nothing. Another another um, translation of it, the, the New English translation says, I do nothing of my own initiative. See, Christ didn't respond. He didn't become angry, didn't become upset, didn't become nervous. He let the tease pass. He let the taunts pass. He let the challenges pass. And he remained unmoved. That's it. He remained unmoved. And then if he responded in some way, it was with what he was given by the Father. See? So, that's what you must learn how to do. You must learn how to be that way because emotions are killing you. And not only that, but they're ruining your relationships and everything, All of, especially your angers and your resentments. Okay? So, what you've got to do is realize that emotions, that you've, they've always taught you that, oh, emotions are wonderful. You've got to feel this and feel that, and passion and excitement, and you've got to yell and scream at ball games when you watch the commercials. Like they show a commercial for an upcoming sporting event, they always pick pick moments in the sport when the athlete is pumping their fist and yelling and screaming and their faces grimacing. That's what they show because that's that's all that's that's all they know, but there's another life. See Christ said you must lay down the earthy life and pick up the spiritual life, and what is the earthy life it's the It's the life of emotion so when you can begin to lay down the emotions. But it can only be done with the help of God. Because you see, you, have, you detach. See, the Buddhists, I mean, they're right about being detached and not being emotional and so forth. But the things you have to attach, God has to be there. You have to attach to God. You detach from the world and attach to Him. But how do you do that? Well, you have to learn how to be still and stand back. And get close to your intuition, what you know in your heart, which is the inner light from God. And the meditation helps. I have a little meditation that's very helpful. That's right. It's very helpful. Simply teaches you how to go in your room and close the door and sit in a chair and become still. It's very beautiful. You basically sit still in the chair in your room, quietly, when you have a spare moment. And when you're in your room, quietly sitting in the chair, you close your eyes and watch the little particles of light on the inside of your eyelids, the little pixels of light, the very delicate glow of light. You just watch that. You just look at it. Watch it. See those little pixels of light on the inside of your eyelids. Maybe when you were a little child, you noticed them and you wondered what they were. Now you see them again. Now you're just looking at the little pixels, and you're sitting quietly. And at the same time, you can become aware of your hand, your hands or your hand. Like your right hand, you can become aware of it. So you watch the little pixels on the inside of your eye, and become aware of your hand. And just notice your hand, that's all. As you're watching the little pixels, notice your hand. And this anchors you in the present. And when thoughts come, what to do, where you're going to go, what you're going to buy, Mm -hmm. what you have to do, thoughts will approach. And you see what what they're doing? They're trying to to put themselves between you, your soul, and God's inner light. The inner light from God. You see the inner light. as little pixels on the inside of your eyelids. So when the thoughts come, you just let them go by. That's all. Instead of going into the thought, you just stand back, see the thought, and it dissolves away. It's so simple. And that will be the beginning. But of course, you have to have the right intent. You have to want to get close to God. Remember I said there are two kinds of people, some who who, love God deep down in their heart, and some who don't. But if you're one of those that deep down in your heart you love God, then the meditation will work if you're ready. The meditation will work if you're ready. And it will begin. You will begin your journey back to your creator by way of his inner light and by way of intuition. And then beginning to let go of all those little bits of ego food. A little excitement here, a little anger there, a little judgment here, a little resentment there. Let them go. And you become calmer and calmer. And more and more you see what's right and fair and just. And more and more you're able to do what's right and fair and just because you're free. You'll become a better mom, better dad, better husband, better wife, better partner, better worker. And life will be sweet. So now perhaps you understand what Christ meant when he said, You shall love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and your neighbor as yourself. And what that means is to be so close to what you know in your heart, so close to the inner light, so close to intuition, that you respond only to it. And then from that response will then come the right word, the right deed, the right movement, which will flow from realizing in the light, seeing in the light, knowing in the light, trusting that light. Flowing from that light. Thereby, you become calmer and less reactive. You become impassive. You become free from having to respond to the stresses all around. You see, the stresses are everywhere, especially people. Imperfect people, naughty people, misguided people. So now you must not hate them. Simply Learn to watch, observe, without hate, with an attitude of friendly neutrality. And respond only to what you know in your heart. And not only will you be safe, but you will then not be a temptation to others. And then God will give you new things to grow toward, to be interested in, to be excited in a quiet way about God will provide those for you, just like a good parent provides for his child. And you will see in your life, as your life unfolds, the right person will be there at the right time. Suddenly you'll become interested in this or interested in that, and one thing leads to another, and a beautiful life will unfold, just like a rose unfolds from the bud. And you'll look back upon it and say, how did all that happen? And then you'll know that there was a mighty hand quietly, fashioning your life for you. And you will be grateful. I'd like to remind you that this is basically an infomercial. I'm only on once a week. It's all I can afford, but it's enough. If you happened, just happen, to tune in and something I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's enough. That's the beginning. It's the beginning. The next thing to do is, well, keep listening. Go to the radio archives at sheddingshackles.com. Watch some of my YouTube lectures. They're very, very nice. And check out some of my books. They're very good. And you can preview all of them for free. You know, you can read a chapter or two. Become acquainted, and then I heartily encourage you to get the little meditation that I have. It's very important. In this program, I, I did a, a little meditation for you, remember, earlier? You might go back to it again and just listen to it and try it when you have a quiet moment somewhere, sitting in your room or sitting out on the porch or in your backyard. Give it a try. Or better yet, get the little meditation that I have and start to use it. It could do you a world of good. Until next time, Lord willing and quick don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com.